Hi, and welcome to the Spiritually Curious Therapist Podcast, a safe space for therapists to explore the intersection of spirituality and healing in the context of being a therapist. I am Jody Silverman, licensed clinical social worker, therapist, consciousness guide, and a Reiki master teacher. I'm also wildly curious about all things spiritual and holistic. I started this podcast as I became interested in the intersection of spirituality and mental health treatment. You can learn more about me and my offerings at my website, therachihealing.com, and also journeywithkindredsouls.com. And if you are interested in using psychotherapeutic Reiki in your practice, join our Facebook group at Psychotherapeutic Reiki for Clinicians. Lastly, if you are a therapist who brings spirituality into your therapeutic practice, please contact me for interview in this podcast. Hello, and welcome back to an episode of the Spiritually Curious Therapist. Today, I have Martha Delafield. She is a licensed clinical social worker in private practice in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and she specializes in energy-based psychotherapy, human design, and neuro-optimal feedback. I actually found Martha when I did a search for therapists who are using human design in their practice, and I reached out to her several months ago for a chart reading for myself, and it was just such a wonderful, terrific experience. Um, I learned so much about myself, and it really furthered my interest in human design. So I'm very excited that Martha is here today to share with us her process and how she got to do the work that she's doing. So welcome, Martha. Hey, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, So Martha, tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do in your psychotherapy practice and, and how you got to this place in terms of using energy psychology, as well as human design and even the neurofeedback, whatever you can share with us, that would be great. Okay. Well, it, um, it was a long and winding road. You know, I was a traditionally trained social worker in mental health and um, started out um, at a cognitive behavioral clinic. Oh, wow. So learned all about that, eating disorders, severe anxiety, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, over the years just got frustrated with how limiting that was. It seemed to leave out big chunks of who we are and how useful it, and therefore how useful it could be. So, you know, kind of from then on, it was on a search of trying to find things that worked better or that just worked period. Um, and that filled in the gaps that, the cognitive behavioral stuff seemed to be missing. So I did, you know, hypnotherapy, body-centered psychotherapy, eventually, you know, all kinds of other things like that. And then um, eventually came across EMDR when that first came out. Yeah. So that was very exciting. It was the first sort of accelerated processing technique um, that actually helped people move through things instead of just insight oriented therapy alone, I found incredibly frustrating and um, actually sort of created a secondary problem, which is that once people understood why they did the things that they were doing, but still were doing them, you know, yes. Yes. it's like now I'm mad at myself for doing the thing that I should know better, you know, like yes. I know why I'm doing it, so I should be stopping and it just doesn't work that way. But we're not really taught why or what to do instead or how to deal with that. Anyway, so EMDR helped 
with that because it actually helped, you know, process the experience. Um, and I was so excited by it that I um, went to uh, the facility. I trained to become a facilitator of it. Oh, wow. So I could teach it. And so around this, I think it was the third facilitator's uh, training, I was sitting next to a guy at lunch who said, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I teach all my clients this technique in between the EMDR sessions because we can't always get through everything at one go. And so this helps with the, you know, the, uh, what they call the ab reaction, or, uh, you know, the um, emotional, you know, hangover or, you know, whatever's still there. I said, oh, that's interesting. What was that? And he said, well, it's EFT, the emotional freedom technique. Ah, yeah, tapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Okay. And then, you know, part of me is thinking, well, if that is so helpful, why don't you just do that? Right. So, and it's something that the client can do themselves. Anyway, so it took me a while to, um, to find a workshop and follow up with it and all that kind of stuff. And to be honest, um, I felt there was a part of me that was highly uh, skeptical at best, offended at worst, that tapping on one's face could be useful at all. Yes. Like, how about that? You know, like, you know, my issues are far more serious than that and deserve a lot more respect and suffering and catharsis and, you know, big deal, you know, kind of dramatic stuff but that's me anyway so um but i went to a training uh kind of worked my way through through all my resistance around it and the thing that actually changed my mind about it 100 percent was at that time i had uh my oldest son was seven and he had a recurrence of a stuttering issue that had surfaced while he was a toddler it kind of went away for a while and then it came back really intensely when he was six or seven. Um, and it was so bad that like, he just couldn't get any, I mean, he just couldn't get a sentence out. Then he'd be smacking his head, trying to, you know, unstick the words. And I mean, it was terrible. So, you know, I reached out, I said, do you think, you know, this could be helpful for that? You know, of course, yes. And so I did a couple different energy, you know, kind of tapping techniques with him five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening, you know, we did it together. Or I did it on him and we did it for, you know, about a month, I guess. And then I realized I had started to forget to do it, you know, and the reason why we were forgetting to do it was because he was speaking fluently. Wow. Like it just went away. It's not like he had to effort or think, you know, be intentional and conscious about how he was pronouncing things um, or swap out, you know, consonants or you know, different words. He was just talking like a kid and it stayed gone. I mean, there was a couple, you know, I think during puberty or something like the big hormonal shift, it came back a little bit, only I could hear it. He didn't really notice it. And so we did it like once or twice more and that was it. Wow. That's amazing. And it, yeah. So I thought, okay, you know, something big's happening here. So I just started playing around with it and um, experimenting with it with my, uh, myself, first always. And then, you know, everyone else I knew and then, you know, clients were open to it and all that kind of stuff. And, and so started going to trainings and conferences and all that sort of stuff. So I've learned all sorts of different techniques. There's a few I've kind of honed in on and there's one I sort of 
evolved and developed myself out of some other techniques. So I've, been t- I've taught that um, at an energy psych conference. That's, I think the 25th one is this year, 25th or 26th. Is that the ACEP conference? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think- the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to my very first one of those last year. I, I did it virtually. Oh. Yeah, which was even virtually, it was amazing. Um, and I think that one was the 25th. So I think this year. Oh, okay. This is the 26th. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. So actually last year I did an all day training on this, what I call the energetic repatterning technique. I so went there. That. Oh, were you there? I, I, you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I was online, but oh my oh. God. Okay. Right. I, yeah. Okay. We'll have to talk about that some more. So can you, yeah. can you share a little bit about that here? Because I think people would be excited. Sure. So the, ener- the energetic repatterning technique, or ERT, um, I first learned, well, let's say, okay. So stepping back, 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 it's based on an acupuncture technique um, developed to eliminate allergies, the NAET, the Nabudrapadal Energy Allergy Elimination Technique. And then from that, I learned the spinal release technique by Sandy Radomsky and then sort of evolved it, you know, kind of added my own like bells and whistles to it. And, um, and you know, I was talking to Sandy about it over the years. She's awesome. Um, anyway, so, so, it, so what happens is the, um, if the client's in person, they sit with their back to me and I go up and down their back, boom, 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 you know, with my uh, hands or knuckles, really, on either side of their spine, up and down, while they do different things with their breath and their eyes. So, so it's a combat, so it involves, you know, some EMDR, you know, kind of features and the chakras and the meridians and uh, NLP, you know, because I, you know, I movements are both the EMDR and the NLP because we retrieve different kinds of information depending on how our eyes are positioned and, and all the things that we're, that you're doing, um, basically recreate what the body does in moments of trauma. And we're focused on the, you know, like with EFT, uh, we're focused on the disrupted energy field or the problem, right? Because that's, and then we're, we're discharging and rebalancing the energy as we're going along. And so it's amazing. Stuff moves really fast. And wow. yeah, it's great. That's fabulous. Yeah. So, so that's what I've done in terms of the energy psych stuff. And then somewhere along the lines, it's probably been 15 years now. Gosh. Um, some mentioned casually this thing about human design. So I thought, well, that's interesting. I'll check it out. And um, it, uh, it really, it was a life changer and explained so much. I mean, yeah. it, and honestly, it would have saved me years of therapy if I'd only known. Wow. I was, you know, because I'd spent so much time trying to fix things that weren't broken. I just didn't understand yeah. how everything was supposed to fit together and how I was supposed to actually be in the world that there was actually nothing wrong with me um i was just really different and so you know understanding that difference and what to do with it was really really helpful so you know dove into that big time and um have just found it incredibly 
powerful and helpful in my work with clients because it's this, you know, the same kind of process. Like, this is how you're meant to be in the world. There's nothing wrong with you. But, you know, but these are these features. This is what makes you different. This is, you know, these, these are the little quirky things, you know, and this, these are the words for it, right? So you're not worried that you're not like your parents want you to be, or you're not like other people that you know, or your way is different, or, you know, I mean, whatever the thing is. So, you know, I tell people it's, you know, I'm not going to tell if I'm doing a reading or even talking to a client, like, uh, humans, I won't tell you anything that you don't already know. Right. Right. It's more like putting names on things. It's like, yeah. oh, that's what that is. Whew. You know, it's more like relief. Yes. That's been my experience as well. And even with people who I've done, I'm starting to do um, just some practice readings and I'm nice. like, that's the feedback that I get right? is like, oh, wow, I've, I feel so seen. Or yes. like, this is so validating. And exactly. In terms of like really um, leaning into these parts that may have been exiled in the past because they, there's so much shame around certain. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and human design, you know, I'll just throw it out there. It's, a, it's an integration of the chakra system, astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching quantum physics and genetics. So it's pretty comprehensive, yeah. pretty intense, complicated. Um, but also that gives it a, a real specificity to the individual. Um, but it's also, you don't have to believe any of it. Like you don't have to believe in astrology. You don't have to believe anything about any of it. I describe it as, you know, this is an energetic experience. It will resonate or not. Yes. And that's the only thing that matters. Like, does this resonate with, does this feel right and true? Your whole system will know that, like your body will respond to it. So, and that's how you know, right? Yeah, so that's all you need. That is so true. And I love the way that you say that and, and really kind of using the language of energy because that's what it is, right? Like it's an energy blueprint and this idea yeah. of allowing the information. So sometimes, you know, and again, depending on, on how people are wired and what their design is, they they may take in the information in any number of ways. Exactly. And, and the idea of like, uh, and the permission to sit with it and allow it to integrate and decide for yourself, like, mm -hmm. does it resonate or doesn't it resonate? And I love that part, a big part of it is experimentation and planning. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Does this work? Does this not work? What happens if I do it this way? What happens if I do it the way I've been told as opposed to how I want to? <laughs> and what feels right to me. Yeah, what feels right. Exactly. Yeah. Do you find that knowing and having the information and the knowledge around human design, does that, does that affect the way that you conceptualize clients, even if you're not using human design. Okay, so say that again. If I okay. so, if you're let, let's just say you have a client who comes to you and and they're not quite interested or wanting to use human design just yet. Do, are you because you have that knowledge and the understanding and the information of human design and and the system as a whole? Does mm -hmm. that does that impact the way that you conceptualize clinically people who might be coming to you for therapy? Yes. Uh, well, um, if they're 
um, you know, 95% of the time I get people's designs and we don't have to focus on it. You know, like I don't have to do a full on reading, first of all, we don't have to do that. But I let them know it's very helpful for me to have this as background information. And, And so, you know, sometimes people are like, no, I, you know, I don't want to do that. Okay. Like I don't push it. Um, and I'm always thinking about it. Like, I wonder if, you know, like when they describe what their issues are, uh, you know, I'm dying to know, is that what that is? Is that what this is? You know, like I'm, you know, would love to see it on the chart. I'd like to, you know, just validate my own, you know, guessing about it, um, or what I'm thinking might be going on. Um, but like I said, I'm most of the time I get through designs and then, um, you know, just kind of refer back to it, just, you know, sort of as it comes up, we'll reference it. Yeah. Um, how do you, so, so when people are seeking you out for, um, for therapy, are they coming to you because they know that you operate from this energy psychology perspective? Or do you feel like it's something you have to kind of sell to them at the beginning? Or explain? Uh, yeah, most at this point, most people come to me because they know what I do. Okay. And um, I mean, some people do uh, come to me because other people have referred me to them or them to me. Um, and they're not quite sure what I do. They're just, you know, thinking that, you know, they got a positive, you know, like their friend recommended. I heard you're good. So, um, and then, and then I, and then I do explain, you know, this is what I do. I don't do, you know, traditional, we're not going to talk all day, you know, I mean, we'll talk some, but then these these are the, you know, because I have, I need to have some idea of what's going on, but these are these other things that I tend to focus on because I found them the most effective, most powerful, most gentle, just most efficient, you know, so this is how I work. And if that works for you, great. That's one. You know. Do you have a particular niche that you work with? Like what, what would somebody, why would somebody come to you? Uh, I don't really anymore. Um, so yeah, people come, you know, basically everyone's traumatized. So, you know, trauma. Um, there's lots of anxiety in the world. There's lots of depression going on in the world. All of that is completely understandable, um, given what's been going on the last four or five years. Um, so there's like, that seems to be what everybody's walking around with, um, to varying degrees. And then with the neurofeedback, there's a slightly different, um, so the, the neurooptimal neurofeedback, so neurooptimal is different from tradition, quote unquote, traditional neurofeedback in that it doesn't do anything to you. Like there's no QEEG, there's no analysis of your brainwave patterns. It's not trying to shove your brain, you know, to suppress certain brainwaves, augment others and all that kind of stuff. All it does is it reads the output of your brainwave pattern and gives your brain feedback about what it's just done. I think of it as sort of like the rumble strips on the side of the highway. Uh-huh, it's just letting you know you're off the highway. Yeah. Like it didn't drag you off. It's not telling you to get back on. It doesn't care. It's like, here you go. This is what you're doing. Yes. And then usually we go, okay, thanks for the information. I'll correct it myself. 
And that's what your brain does with the neurooptimal. So, um, and that I came uh, across completely serendipitously. I had, I was working at an acupuncture clinic and the owner's husband was doing the neurooptimal and didn't want to use it clinically. So he said, would you do this for me? Or, you know, how about you do it? I went, I have no, I don't know anything about it. So if I love it, I'll do it. If I don't love it, no. So I did love it, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> so I've been doing that for 20 years. And um, so what I think of for people with that um, is, are issues like ADD, ADHD, really intense anxiety stuff, really resistant depression, um, TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, uh, some sensory processing issues are good with, you know, it's good for, so kind of brain issues, um, trauma, like for a long time, I was, I was, um, offering it free of charge, a number of sessions free of charge to veterans, Oh, uh, because it was a good way to clear trauma without them having to do therapy, you know? So still have done that. What does that typically look like? If like if I'm coming in for a session using that, what it, what would that look like? Well, um, I'd explain the, how the process goes. This is what's going to happen. This is the you know kind of the mechanism of how it works. And then um, <clears throat> there's five sensors: three on your ear, two on top of your head. That I stick on with conductive pace. You listen to music for 33 minutes, and that's it. Um, well. Backing up. So ahead of time, part of the explanation is this is your brain correcting itself. So this is a completely organic process. Again, it's not like you're going to feel like a completely different person. You'll still be you. It'll just be a whole lot easier. It's easier being you. Your focus is better. Your clarity is better. You know, um, people find, you know, I'm not procrastinating so much. It's just easier to get stuff done. All that's, you know. Um, and I have people fill out, um, a, a checklist. Um, basically I actually ask them to rate it one to 10 just to get a baseline of like a hundred different issues, you know, um, that they're hoping might be helped by using them. they optimal and, okay. and just kind of get a baseline of where it is today. And then we'll do a few sessions and then I have them fill it out again and just notice if it goes up or down. If any, if it goes up or down, that means that the, their brain is responding. Sometimes in the course of um, reorganizing itself, things that the defense mechanisms that they use to, to keep things down and kind of suppressed are uh, lifted in a way where the brain is saying, okay, so we don't need that so much. So that whatever was underneath it uh, comes up and they're more aware of it. That would, that's sort of like the only negative, okay. uh, negative experience. It's not, it's not a problem. It's just like your mid process. So the remedy is to let's keep going, you know, like have another session and, and, uh, their brains quickly moves through it. So, um, uh, but you can do anything during the session. Like it's not your mind that's doing the work. So your mind can be busy reading a book or sleeping or, you know, 
playing on your iPad or whatever, because it's your brain doing the responding. So, yep. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Easy. It reminds me a little bit. I just listened to a podcast about um, safe and sound protocol. I do that too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's another really amazing. It 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 actually has the same. And I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, no, no. um, It has the same uh, impact in terms of helping your central nervous system re-regulate itself. Yeah. It just comes at it from a different kind of uh, intervention point through the vagus nerve instead of, you know, like the brain uh, patterns. And so how would you decide which one to use if someone was coming to you for this type of thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh the safe and sound in some ways is sort of like there's a lower hurdle, uh, yeah. you know, like coming in, like doing the neurofeedback, you have to come into the office to do it. Okay. Um, I mean, what someone has just done um, this week is they came in for a session and rented a system. So they took it home with them. Oh. And which you can do with a neurooptimal because it's, it does the same thing for everything, every time, like it's not, you know. It's brain training. It's not quote unquote therapy. So, um, so the safe and sound protocol is, yeah, like I said, it's sort of easier access. It's less expensive. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, it was originally targeted for people on the spectrum as a way of helping them prioritize the stimulation that they were, uh, you know, that they're, that they were being impacted by, um, but it turns out it's really good for everybody, you know, yeah. like we could all use it. Yeah, it was fascinating. I was listening. Um, I'm, I, I'm signed up for a training. Okay. To, yeah, not on that, but on um, yeah. uh, polyvagal theory oh. and energy medicine. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. But so I, I was like, oh, let me listen to a few. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with polyvagal theory, but I was like, oh, let me just do a deeper dive. And somehow I stumbled across the state, which I've heard of, but never really knew what it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I think Stephen Porges is going to be speaking at the next Energy Psych oh, really? conference. Yeah, the ASAP conference in May, which I'm also going to be speaking on human design and therapy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is good to know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to go or do virtual again. Um, the virtual was, I, I, I didn't feel like I missed anything, but I also don't know what I missed because I wasn't there. But I, it felt very full and um, meaningful. Mm-hmm. It was, th- those days were really packed and every single, one that I signed up for was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, and given that it's, you know, it's energy based, like energy is not local, right? So right. you're getting the whole energetic impact yeah. of being with all that energy. That, you know, it's so, that's one of the things I love about that conference is how powerful it is in that way. It's really wonderful. Yeah. I am, I am with you on that. And I'm so excited. Um, so, okay. So, What's kind of rolling around in my brain is uh-huh. the word spirituality. Mm-hmm. 
how does, what meaning does that have for you in the context of all of the energy work that you do? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I find, um, I mean, I find my work inextricably bound with spirit. Like I can't do it without it. Like there's no, like I don't, like I am under no illusion that I'm doing the work. <laughs> I just got chills. Okay, say more. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> so I'm always asking for help. Like I ask for help every day, you know, before every client, before every technique, you know, that I'm working with. And um, at this point, I really trust that uh, help is there. Help always comes. and the, and doing, doing, especially doing the energy work, you know, and well, the energy work, I guess, could include human design since that's sort of an energy based thing, you know, yeah. on its, you know, in its own way. Um, and so, and so the, you know, it's just so powerful, like working with another person energetically, like. So I get lots of information that way, yes. um, if you know what I mean. So if I'm working with a person, we're doing tapping together or we're doing the ERT or whatever, um, there's lots of information that gets exchanged. And, but I feel like that's all spirit doing the work yes. and helping, you know, and then as things are released energetically from the client, then that actually enables their own wisdom to come through, which I then can pick up on and sort of run with also. And then they think, you know, you're a genius. And I'm going, it's actually not me. For <laughs> one thing, it's you. You know, you were the one who came up with that just now. And, um, and thank you, Spirit, because, yeah. you know, it's all that. Yeah, it, I really, I'm clear it's not me. I. I can really relate to that. And I, I love, I love that you say that. And it's, it seems to be, it's interesting in all of the interviews that I've done in terms of people bringing spirituality into their work, there is a very common theme, which is this idea of releasing or letting go of any personal responsibility we might feel for the work and knowing yeah. that, that, that the work is what the work is and that we're being guided and yeah. you know, a bigger process happening. and how absolutely yeah and when we can stay there and we can reflect on that because sometimes we get pulled into our ego because we're human or at least i do um mm -hmm. but that things just flow so much better and oh it's so much more fun that way it's so much more fun 100 <laughs> percent, and huge shifts are made right it's like yes God show up when we can get out of like that ego space and just yeah. trust trust in the process yeah and, you know, I, I get that. And really, you know, this is an, this is a, a daily practice where I recognize like you're working through me. Right. So I play a part, you know, but I'm not responsible, you know, like it's not me like having to be smart enough to figure out what's going on, you know, or to find the perfect solution, you know, like how that's, I, uh, a long time ago now, thank God. 
Um, I did get, I was all caught up in that. I felt responsible and over-responsible for fixing everybody. And oh my God, it was so obnoxious. So <laughs> And, you know, and it, I crashed and burned from it. Like it was, it was a wake up moment. Like, you know, it slapped hard by the universe. And, um, which was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I had to let go and figure out another way. And so, you know, and that's what helped, you know, kind of compel me or, you know, inspire me to pursue these other path, other paths. Yeah, yeah. So much better. So much better. And I love that. And I, I think you're right. I think, and, and a lot of us, I would say most of us come into this field of being a helper or a healer because from from an ego driven place of you know it's my responsibility to help um, for various reasons I'm sure we could do a whole other podcast on that <laughs> right <laughs> and 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 usually it leads to some level of burnout or crashing and burning or yeah. a moment where like our ego is handed to us on a plate and we're like right. oh you know and yeah right <laughs> like oh that yeah. was smart that was <laughs> That was really, yeah. but if we get to the other side of that, um, yeah. that just, it makes the work just so much more fun for one, which people wouldn't necessarily see therapy as fun, but when you can wake up every day and look forward to like, oh, what, what's, what's going to show up today? Um, right. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a good place for a therapist to be because what our job is, is to hold that space. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't have to have the answers. No, we usually don't have them anyway. <laughs> you know, the client does, and um, and you know what the energy work does too is it helps. Um, you know, I, for one thing, I, I sort of conceptualize issues differently. Like I, I think about them energetically at this point. Like what have because our behavior is driven by what holds the biggest emotional charge which is why understanding with our mind, why we, you know, like having the insight isn't enough to change anything, you know? And so, so whatever, like I said, whatever has the biggest emotional charge is going to drive what we do. Um, and usually it's, you know, connected to our survival strategies, which happened when we were really young yeah. and, uh, and didn't have many options, didn't have many resources in terms of coping strategies or survival strategies. And because they're, survi because they're connected to our survival, we don't, you know, we're not going to just give them up. Right. You know? So, and we can't talk ourselves out of it because that part of our psyche is going to say, oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand what I'm doing for you. <laughs> I'm saving your life. Yes. But so, yeah, I'm not moving. Yeah. <laughs> But if we can clear the, the energetic charge that's holding that pattern in place, then it just, huh, you know, it just releases this other level of wisdom. And, and, you know, everyone has their own spiritual support, you know, like it enables all of that to kind of manifest and come into play. And so, like, you know, that's when the fun begins. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so bringing us back for a moment as we start to wrap up to yeah. human because that was the that was our original topic and but so many fun and wonderful things that you're doing it's so exciting. Um, how have you if if you were to talk about 
and like you're you're doing this training, you know, for the for ASAP. In terms of um, our audience who are curious about the use of human design in the context of psychotherapy, what words of wisdom or advice would you share with folks who are interested in this, curious about this? Why why is it important to you and the work that you're doing on both a practical and a spiritual level? Books. Um, well, I feel like like at this. <laughs> I just dumped a whole bunch of questions on you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I get, you know, at this point, I feel like without having the human design, I feel like I'm, in some ways, I'm flying blind. Like, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. I'm in, you know, I'm using my intuition. It's not like, you know, it's impossible and you can't do good work. I just feel clearer, more efficient, more supported if I have their designs and I know for sure. And I can point to it. <laughs> and also, um, and one of the things I'm going to talk about, you know, at the conference and the training thing is uh, it's really, really helpful to know your own design first. Yes. Because that's gonna, you know, and, and, and I'm clear when I'm, when I'm working with people or what, you know, doing a reading or whatever, I'm coming at it through my own fractal, right? You know, I'm coming like I'm, I'm experiencing and I'm interpreting it through my own design and which you can't, one can't help but do. So when I got training, I got training from lots of different people and different, you know, uh, schools of human design because I wanted different um, perspectives Yeah, and, and they're pretty broad and wide um and then coming to my own kind of integration of it um so so you know at any training that i do involving human design i always insist well insist is strong strongly encourage people to have their own designs in front of them because that's going to make the most sense of what when i'm going through all this stuff talking about it so and there are certain areas that um, are particularly uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. to people, like where trauma tends to happen. And so look here first, yes. you know, these are the issues um, related to that. Um, this is what to look for. This is how you navigate it. Um, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and this is how you might uh, experience things differently than your client. Yep. So don't assume that everybody's doing it like you, yes. you know? So, um, so that's really helpful. It sort of helps, um, you know, the projection or the, uh, you know, all these assumptions about, well, it works for me, therefore it works, Mm -hmm. you know, like for everyone. No. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think, um, what I've had so many ah ahas in, in learning about human design. Um, but one of, one thing that's been really interesting is just, you know, like, it's kind of weird. Like I can't not see people through that lens now. And I like, hear you. They're like, oh, I, I, then. I would guess they're probably this or probably that. And one of yeah, the yeah. things that's most interesting to me are this, the, I, I don't know, like the self-projected projectors, I guess, who mm-hmm. need access, like need sound. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, especially with clients. It's like, oh, this is why we're at our 40, you know, minute 45 and you're still talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That, yes. like, yeah, it's been so interesting. Um, and, and it has really allowed me, I know, like I, I have a couple 
clients who I we've run their designs and same thing, like I'll refer back to it as we're working through different things. And my projector clients, it's it's been really eye-opening in terms of their process and not trying to force them into doing specific things until they're done get, talking through whatever it is they need to talk through. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, projectors need it almost more than anybody. You know, yeah. I mean, they're so different in the world and so misunderstood. And if they don't, understand how they're different um it's a really painful life i mean it can be really frustrating and and lonely um or yeah um but yeah i mean understanding how they're how they're uniquely gifted is really helpful yes and and learning the value in that, that that they bring which is just so incredible, um, but that they've probably gotten a lot of maybe criticism or have had to absolutely, shut yeah, 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 yeah. And it really is interesting about the self-projection, like the need to process things verbally. Um, I mean, really, it's kind of it's interesting uh, because it that's what they need, you know, as yes. opposed to other people who who might need something, you know, like a slightly, like you can jump in. It's just different energetically. Yeah. So, and, and, and how you jump in and like what they need in terms of, uh, shifting patterns and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. Do you mind me asking what type you are? I'm a manifester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. My son. percent of the population. Yeah, I love it. I can totally see it. My son, one of my sons is a manifester also. And that's another thing oh, wow. for children. Like, yes, my yes. Right. I changed everything because now I'm like, instead of trying to control parts of him, I'm like, yes, okay, you're in your creative flow. You do you just inform me. <laughs> yeah. Is to yes. thing so I can get out of your way and know what's happening. And that's just that's it's, so awesome. Yeah. And and you bring up that great point, which is um, I've really, you know, like understanding my kids' designs was so helpful so that I could support them being them. Yes. Instead of, and help them understand themselves. Like you need to do things this way, by the way, you know, right. um, you know, so I'm going to support you trusting your gut. I'm going to support you sleeping on it. Like you have a longer process, you know, you, you met, you know, like everyone navigates it differently. And for you and your son, supporting him being a manifester, which is such a tricky thing to be, um, you know, so I, with manifestors, it's like, I want to say yes, as like, as, as much as possible, because I know you need to do what you need to do. That's, and as you say, you gotta let me know. And for right now, you still need to ask permission, even though I want to say yes, like, let's figure out how to get you there. But anyway, I mean, just again, sort of helping parents understand their kids better. It's life changing for everybody. It really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah. My my other son, he's a he's a manifesting generator, which I am also. Um, mm-hmm. He's also a um, a three line, which I am also. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really allowed me to step back and let him do what he needs to do in order to experience life. Whereas, uh, the so part, good. yeah, who that's been like, 
I'm not sure if you should do that. Well, have you thought about this or what? And then and I'm like, no, he needs he needs to just do it. And, and right. That's well, and you have that you have the incarnation cross of prevention, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like uh, da, 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 cliff coming up, you know? Yes. yes. And then, you know, both of them going, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to it'll be fine. You know? So oh, I didn't even think of it. Yes, that's so true. I, I love the layers. I love the layers of it. Gosh, it's like you study for, for, for lifetimes. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. And I've only scratched the surface. You know, I mean, you can you can go all kinds of down all kinds of rabbit holes. But that that line three, the experimentation, you know, the yes. warrior. Yep. Some people call it the warrior. I like that, which is, you know, because you need to be strong and resilient and resourceful. Yeah. to to navigate and and kind of survive the incredible ex- Murphy's law life, right? That you're going to live. Yeah, that's exactly. And and have what did I learn from that? What did I learn from that? What did I learn from that? Instead of your mantra, right? Instead of like, oh, I fucked up again. Exactly. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I keep making mistakes. Yeah. So Just true. incredible experiential wisdom file. Yeah, which is really powerful. Yeah. Love it. I love it. That's oh so God. cool. I know. Thank you. Thank you for, and thank you for like really taking the time to to do the reading with me and to for being. Oh, love it. I feel like we could talk all day long and I don't want to let you go, but I have to. <laughs> so. Well, uh, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. If people want to reach out to you, where is the best place for them to find you or get in touch with you? Um, web, my website, MarthaDelafield.com. Okay. Um, the show notes. Okay. Um, I actually don't do well with phone calls, um, but texting or emailing is awesome. Perfect. Awesome. And I will put your email in the show notes as well and it sounds like too if people are interested or curious on training or learning about human design and therapy they can attend the upcoming asap conference which i think is it the first weekend in may i think it's uh first or last but it might be the first well let me i could uh It is the last weekend of May. The, oh, it's the last yeah. week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're right. You're right. Okay. Fabulous. And I think it's out West. I well, think- it is, I know it is out West. It's in New Mexico. No, it's in Arizona this year. Awesome. They and, alternate hosts. Yep. I think last year they were in Baltimore. And if you can't travel there, mm-hmm. they, have, they do have the virtual experience. Which mm-hmm. you don't have access to as many of the the workshops, the the breakout sessions, but there's plenty to choose from. And like I said, my experience last year was fabulous. I just I felt like everything was just really, really rich and powerful. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, good. Love it. Yeah, we're plugging ASAP for them. They don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> They're worth plugging. They're a really great organization. They've done a lot of good work. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, and I did. I just completed my EFT level two tapping through them. Also, oh, did you? Yeah. Well, good for you. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, thanks. So, um, anything else? Any last words before we end? 
Um, nothing that won't, you know, launch me into a whole nother long thing. <laughs> well, thank you. You asked so- really great questions. So thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to, you know, let me talk about the things I love to do. Yeah. So. And I love hearing about it. I love hearing about all of it. Thank you so much for your time. And um, for my listeners, um, more information can be found on Martha's website about what she does. And do you do um, online sessions as well? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I work with people all over the world, really. Fabulous. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great birthday. Thank you, Jody, for everything. Thank you for all that you do. I oh, appreciate it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Good gift. All right. Big hugs to you. Big hugs to you. That's it. Thanks. All right. Hey. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Links to everything we talked about are in the show notes below. As a reminder, for more information about me and or to contact me, visit my website at therachihealing.com. T-H-E-R-A-C-H-I healing.com. Peace and blessings to you all.